Welcome to the Heavenly Health Podcast, a lifestyle medicine show that combines integrative nutrition with sustainability and yogic wisdom to help the collective on the humanitarian path towards co-creating heaven on earth from the inside out. Join me, your host, Avon Heavenly, certified health coach and yoga teacher to help support you on your health and wellness journey. We will focus on unlearning the conditioning of the old paradigms of the health industry while creating new, inclusive, ethical, and evidence-based discussions on all the pillars of health, including physical, mental, social, environment, financial, and spiritual. Because health is so much more than a number on a scale or the food on your plate, and we all have the divine right to experience well-being. So let this be a space for you to create your own version of heavenly health. Welcome to the Heavenly Health Podcast. We're here for another exciting episode today with Kimberly Ariella. She is the owner of Turismo Restorativo. It is this amazing company based in El Salvador, all about bringing people back to the land. And we're going to talk to her today about what it means to have identity wellness and how and why that is so important as a foundational part of anyone's health and wellness journey. So I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. And what an honor to have you as part of the, the retreat. This is our first one of this season of the year. It's gorgeous. It's summer. The birds are chirping. The trees are green. The <laughs> waves are good. It's amazing. Yeah. If the listeners, you can't tell, we're actually broadcasting from El Salvador right now. Which day of the, re- of the restorative are we on right now? We're on day four. We're on day four. Halfway through. So I came here to El Salvador just a few days ago with my husband to experience this amazing restorative uh, trip with uh, Kimmy's company and the Balance Resort here. We have a bunch of fun people involved in the group as well. They're actually sitting here at the table with us. We're drinking coconuts. We just finished breakfast and some morning yoga. This is just, I wanted to capture the environment and the moment today because we're just vibing. We're feeling good. We're vibing. And Kimmy has been a huge part of my identity wellness journey. It was like just a couple years ago, she kind of introduced me to like, hey, like get get connected with who you are, your ancestry, like what even like culture, everything. And so I was pretty lost for a while. I didn't know who I like, where I was from. <laughs> Essentially, I was very ethnically ambiguous. Since then, um, during the pandemic, Kimmy helped me figure out my ancestry, and I even actually changed my legal name since then, and I feel so much better and better in my body and who I am and how I show up in the world. So, Kimmy, tell us how that journey was for you with connecting with your identity. I know you have a background in that, and what brought you here today? It's so wild to answer this question here now, because I remember, like, two years ago when we started having these conversations, we were... We were living in LA. We were just had so many questions about our future and like how we, what it was, what it meant to be a healthy person in the world. And like here we are in El Salvador, and I'm and I'm, I'm essentially living here and connecting to to my my roots every day. So the beginning of my journey, um, just to keep it to keep it consistent or concise, I should say, um, I was born and raised in Southern California which was a beautiful place to, to live and grow up, but being, being biracial in a world that was very um, mono, monoculture and homogenous, yeah. just that typical, you know, white, blonde, blue-eyed, like, I, I, love, I love that. You know, I have amazing friends from, from that community, but I felt like an outlier for a lot of my life in that world. My dad is Salvadorian, 
and our roots are um, we're also a mix. So dad's side, so Salvadorian, our, our ancestors have been here for hundreds of years. Part of our family um, are indigenous and part of our family are immigrants from Spain and Portugal and um, different parts of the world that, that were leaving persecution and came to settle in El Salvador. And so there's a lot of complex history there. And then on my mom's side, um, she is European descent Ashkenazi. Um, her family is European Jewish from Ukraine and Poland. And so I grew up in a, a really, a, a really like strong Jewish community, and it was it was beautiful to to be held um, culturally and religiously in that way. But I had a lot of questions around like how come I'm I'm the only one in, in this particular community that looks like me. There were no other Spanish-speaking um, community members or other people of color in my Jewish community. And now, not to say that there aren't Jews of color, there are thousands, thousands of Jews of color. I have a, one of my dear friends who is a Jew of color at the table now. Mm. Um, <laughs> but where I grew up in particular, there wasn't um, a community. So I felt kind of like, okay, well, like, I'm just going to lead with one part of my identity and like quiet the other ones down. So that compounded with like not growing up in a very like strong Latino neighborhood. I dissociated from my Latina identity in a big way. On top of it, there was just a lot of status around who who are the leaders of the world and who aren't. Um, and where where the reality of where I was, Latino people were very much um, on the second on the second you know rung of the ladder. So anyway, all that to say, there was this big disconnection from this identity that is so central. I mean, I look in the mirror, I look, in, I look Latina, but I was going around the world feeling really lost and scared and afraid and also even holding shame. So much so that I didn't, I stopped learning Spanish. I was like around some Spanish when I was younger, but I, I made yeah. a conscious decision to stop learning Spanish because mm -hmm. I didn't, well, I didn't want to blend in to being Latina. It was, I mourn, I mourn that version of myself because that was a survival strategy, but it's very sad. Many of us do that. It's so interesting. Totally. I did the same thing. You yeah. did? Mm -hmm. Kind of ashamed of mm -hmm. Spanish. Mm -hmm. And now, these days, Spanish is the main, that's my main goal. I want to be fluent. I want to embrace It's amazing. But it's culture, it's language, but we were, we operated in a world that was like, ooh, like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of judgment and um, shame associated with our identity, because the only Latinos that I saw were the people who were gardeners and worked in kitchens and, and had service jobs, which, by the way, if we didn't have those people doing those jobs that nobody else wanted to do, we wouldn't have some of the most important we, jobs, the yeah. most important jobs in the entire world, but there was so much, so much devaluing that happened. Yeah. So... Anyway, moving forward, it was kind of like, okay, I'm just navigating the world as like an American girl, right? I'm a Jewish girl, I'm an American girl, I'm like mixed, but I don't really talk about my identity. And that was my reality for a while. And then I, when I was 18, I went to Israel for about a year for this education program. And that was the first time I was around Jewish people from all over the world and of like all different backgrounds and colors and cultures and languages and it was just like something opened in me like wow like Ooh. being Jewish is so diverse like I hadn't met other multicultural Jews before um, so that started it planted a seed of like there are other people out there like me mm -hmm. and mind you at the same time I had been building, I had been slowly building a relationship to El Salvador. Like I went for the first time when I was 13 and I remember just feeling so at home. I felt so at home. I felt different because I didn't speak Spanish and I didn't grow up there. But I like, I looked around and I saw people who looked like me. I, I felt 
close and loved and embraced by my family without needing to prove anything. Whereas growing up in SoCal, it was very much like I, I had to earn my place. It was just a very different energy. And I just loved feeling closer to nature. So I'm going back and forth between El Salvador and California and just getting, like recovering little pieces of who I am, being, feeling so loved and accepted by my family and getting more and more stories about who I, who I was. Um, and I think I, so I spent a lot of my 20s traveling. I lived in India for two years. I traveled through Europe. I, I made every effort that I could <laughs> to see the world because traveling was medicine for me. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't have the words to understand that like, I was, I was trying to understand myself by understanding the world. And then like maybe like searching all over the world for answers about who I am. I realize that now. Yeah. Definitely. And I was like, but at the same time I was like running from myself. Mm -hmm. I ran into a relationship that didn't serve me. I ran into like countries that were like amazing and beautiful, but so different from me. Cause I was just like, who am I? I was just like kind of scrambling around the world. I didn't know oh, that I was in such a, a crisis, but I was wow, unconsciously. Okay. So there was an experience, um, I think when my abuelo passed away, that this, the year, this was in 2012, I was in college, this was the year that my abuelo passed away and he was my last living grandparent. And he symbolized um, so much about my, he was like the link to, to this land for me because the last trip I made here was, was to visit him. And I'm so glad that I got to be with him two months before he passed, which was so fortunate. Nice. But it left me with a lot of questions. I remember that trip going to our family farm and just feeling like a little bit different like not just that oh okay this is a part of me and i have ancestry here but i started to feel a sense of responsibility so when my abuelo passed out it, it, it became very clear to me that if i want to understand anything about where i come from i need to make that investment so um fast forward i go through <laughs> in my 20s i go through a lot of journeys around um this idea of uh, of what is what is a healthy life and I go through a lot of mindset training with meditation and yoga I go through a lot of um, healing on a physical level through a gut healing journey with you actually <laughs> but like the last piece of it was like a healing in my spirit and feeling like where is my place in the world um, and where 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 can I feel seen and valued and whole I, I found myself seeking wholeness and um, I, I actually I, I got married in 2015 um, and divorced started the divorce process around 2018 and it was in that that process of loss and grief where I that was the biggest question like what makes me feel whole and so that brought me back to my my roots and during the pandemic I got the opportunity to come down here to El Salvador with my dad because he had just retired. He was 74 at the time. He was like, I want to go work on the farm. I want to reconnect to my roots. My dad left El Salvador during the Civil War because of violence. And the whole story, you know, in our family growing up was like, well, our future's in the US. Like, El Salvador is, it's dangerous. It's, it's we've, we've, we've lost that, that life. Like, we have to move ahead because there was, there was a civil war for 12 years and there was gang violence for another 10. The country's still in recovery mode, you know? But at the same time, it's been healing. Now, I want people to know, it's been healing, it's developing, it is safe, it is, it's absolutely incredible. But you have to understand for people who fled from, out of fear from this place, 
there aren't many desires to go back. But for some people, they couldn't mm. wait to go back. So anyway, when my dad's in his retirement, he's like, I, I want to go back home. Do you want to come with me? Mm. And it was without without a hesitation. I was yeah. just like, yes. Like these are the questions that I've been wanting to answer, and I've been I've been feeling the calling. Like my abuela, she's you know sent sent messages to me showing up in butterflies and flowers, and <laughs> I just had more and more questions. And like I found myself. Um, around gravitating more and more towards Latinos and Jutinos, like Jew, Latin Jews, and I didn't realize that I had cut off so much of myself from the world, and I felt like I had to navigate the world choosing, like I'm either Jewish or I'm or I'm Latina, but I didn't even know what it meant to be like Latina because I just I was so disconnected. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I came here in pursuit to um, recover these parts of myself and also like understand my history, and so I've been here for the basically the last year on and off. Yeah. kind of answering those questions and I've never felt more whole and more happy and more healthy yeah and, and well I mean we'll, we'll talk about this but I, I honestly think this is the healthiest I've ever been because I'm not in doubt of who I am anymore mm-hmm. and health is majority mindset yeah. how you feel about yourself how you yeah. think about yourself how you perceive yourself you yeah. know because that informs our actions, become our habits, which becomes our routine and becomes our life, you know? So it's so much yeah. more than just, you know, the exercise and what you eat and, you know, exactly. the supplements and all of that. So that's why I felt it was important to talk to you about how much healing you've gotten through your mind and your heart and your body just by being and just by integrating uh, belonging into your life. That That's exactly what the word is, belonging. And I think my life in LA um, I found communities and I found amazing people but unless you have like a sense of belonging within you you're always gonna kind of feel a little different and I think for people who are um, you know immigrants or you know children of immigrants there's there's already a layer of disconnection if you're part of a marginalized group in society there's a disconnection if you're somebody who doesn't look like stereotypically like a beautiful person that the you know in the way that the world defines beauty that's another way of feeling disconnected and then on top of that add your traumas and like your own life experience like the list goes <laughs> on right so i think i was living in so much fear um i was just living in so much fear of like where is my place and like, do I look good and will people like me? And um, gosh, I was just like, there was so much chatter in my mind. It was, it was so wild. And I, 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 he, I did a lot of that healing work um, in like becoming aware of like where I had disconnections with myself and what were the fear stories and, and why I had them and where they came from. Yeah. So there was like a lot of healing happened, but the biggest link for me was around my identity. And like, I think being especially um, having access to the sense of community and family was also so healing because in America it's very like individualistic and doing things on your own survival of the fittest over there completely it's just like dog eat dog <laughs> you know like you don't help each other yeah but my roots at the root of who I, I am it's all community oriented and being connected to nature and not just like like oh like I love camping it's like you're like you live outside <laughs> Like you live outside, you're eating fresh fruit, you're, um, 
you're just like even you, just hearing these follow, sounds and right. the sounds of the city yeah and you're ambulance. following the like you're eating seasonally and you're mm -hmm. following the cycles of nature and you're like you're aware of the moon because it's going to impact the what's happening on your land and what you're growing yeah and that's normal you know mm -hmm. like being in a concrete jungle was not good for my my soul but no. i didn't know that and like I think all anyone who's a human, it's good for your soul to be outside. But you inherently knew. I inherently knew, but mm -hmm. also like I, I feel so blessed to know that like my direct lineage still has land and still has access to these these agricultural ways of living. Mm -hmm. It's like so it's so inside of me. Like that's my dad grew up on a farm. Like waking up every morning, yeah. like four a.m. milking the cows and like <laughs> that. That's in my direct lineage, and so there's something that I have closer access to than most people to to that life and I, I don't take that for granted and a part of why I started these restorative tours was to to help people come back to this like very human very simple knowing and access point to like nature is medicine that your identity matters that your history matters like where can you go back in time to your to your own story and your own ancestry and find wisdom and healing because the way that we're living now I know it is the way that it is but it is it's a lot. Yeah. It's hard. It's I not natural. This is the missing link, it seems, in wellness. Because you can do all these yeah. other things. Oh, yeah. You, you can know? see, like, every healer, shaman. You can do every course. You can do everything. But unless you make, um, make peace, or maybe not even make peace with, but make an effort to be in relationship with yourself and who you see in the mirror in all of the ways, you're going you're gonna to continue to have resistance. Yeah. with who you are mm -hmm. and your body will communicate that to you for sure through you know physical symptoms and things like that that yeah. show up as imbalance so could you tell us a little bit about how this restorative tour has been formatted with like yoga and through the chakra system and kind of what our journal yeah. prompts are like and I think it's really cool to kind of connect um, these imbalances in our energy centers with what you've gone through because I'm seeing the transformation over the course of two years. I see the balances in all your chakras now. Thank you. And I've saw, saw them before, <laughs> before this identity, you know, um, work of coming here and landing in your home and really cultivating it as your home and then bringing people here to you to cultivate that with them, within oh. them. It's just been very magical and I'm on a few days of the journey here and it's been great to connect through um, all of the intentionality of this program so Thank tell you. us what the program kind of looks like for people who may be interested in doing this as well sorry I'm eating a coconut coconut meat you know how it is <laughs> <laughs> gotta take a cocoa break and for someone in the digestion space for over the past 10 years, I just feel like I finally found solutions for my pain points within digestive discomfort in general. And it's just been really great to try out Seed. I've been on their probiotic or symbiotic for the last year, and my bowel movements have never been better. But honestly, it's not just about bowels. It's about the gut-brain axis. It's about the mind. My mind is doing so well these days. So if the seed symbiotic sounds like something you'd be interested in incorporating into your daily routine as your probiotic supplement, I highly recommend it. And this is one of the one products that I can definitely back as an ad because I actually had to do a microbiome university training with seed just to be able to talk about seed, to be confident about seed and believe and understand the science around it. So I just really, really am all about it. And if you're interested in trying out the product, head over to my Instagram, Avon Heavenly Health. The link in the bio will take you straight to Seed Symbiotics so you can get started today. In the last like five, six years when everything kind of shifted for me, like I thought like, like 
life was gonna look one way when when I stepped into a marriage and then when it didn't work out I was kind of left like okay what's what's happening now who am I where am I going um, I lost my vision like I didn't have a sense of direction of where I was going what I was doing because like what I thought life was gonna look like was suddenly gone and so I had to the last five years four or five years I've been rebuilding like what what is my vision where am I going what am I working towards um, so to come back to like where we are now and and kind of the curriculum of, of what we have here in the, the chakra system the chakra systems really God, it's so incredible I remember just like being blown away learning about this in India from amazing wise souls um, but the chakra system is really a technology of Understand like understanding um, how to how to nurture your nurture yourself and attend to your needs from a very basic level all the way up to an ethereal level and like starting with like the root chakra we we explore um, what are your it's the root chakra is all about your survival needs and your basic needs on a daily basis hi your sense of security um, and stability in the world exactly. And I mean, there's so much I could say about each chakra, but essentially, um, the I've outlined the program to go through each chakra one day of the week to explore how can we restore balance in each of these energy centers that have everything to do with our emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health. And I'm sure on another, we can record another episode going into each one, I won't do that now. But the theme, the reason why we call it Turismo Restorativo, Restorative Tours, is, is because I think we spend so much time um, moving, to, moving in the direction of like life and action, and we don't take enough time to rest and be. And it's all about restoring your relationship to your home body and to what, what you want out of life to your own vitality and your life source so the the chakra system has been a really incredible framework to work with because we're exploring these different questions about like like what are my how do I learn to listen to myself like do we even do you even know your own language and like how do you hear yourself when you when you need when you need to take rest or when you need to when you need connection or you need space or you need healing like we're, we're, we're operating so much from the, 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 the chin up and yeah. we forget everything else. So like getting back into the body and then okay, moving up to, into the chakra system, understanding a little bit more about like uh, creating relationships with joy and pleasure. Right. So your sacral chakra or your, your, your solar plexus is around your trust and intuition and like and what, is, what is your voice? Yeah. And how do, you, how do you operate in a place of, of that's a bus. Um, how do you operate from a place of choice in your life? You know, like how often you said this the first night, you're like, wow, like I, I'm thinking about so many other things in my day about work and life and other people's problems I'm trying to solve. When do I have time to just think about me? And as, as we age and like we become more like in this adulting world, unless you make time to get to know yourself, it doesn't happen. It's unfortunate and I think I think our ancestors had more of that time because they were like they were more embodied They were more in their bodies and they they sat around together and they would talk about themselves and their life and learn through each other so Anyway, we move through each day um, 
on a path of self-realization. And the goal is, this is where, I didn't tell you this yet. <laughs> tea. <laughs> tea. Retreat tea. No, but, the, but the, the, the hope is, the intention is that these, these realizations, these tools, these questions go home with you, that you tap into a sense of home in yourself and restoration here that doesn't just stay here, that it goes home with you, that you start to think in your life, like where can I integrate some of these, these thoughts and feelings into my real life, like maybe moving more slow, maybe practicing listening to myself a little bit more. How do I, like even just having the mindset shift, like next time when you're you know, sitting in your office and then there's a challenge that arises, like what do I really feel about this besides letting my, my boss brain or like that brain lead the way? Like all these little things, these are restorative practices by leave, li living a life of alignment. That's cool because this whole thing is about identity wellness. So you're teaching us how yeah. to know who we are, how to hear our own voice, how to know what we feel, what we want. You know, even today's theme was it recalibrating our settings to <laughs> yeah. um, trust in what we want and not listen to like outside voices and yeah. other people's opinions telling us what we should do and we shouldn't. And just know that you know what you know. You know, <laughs> you know what you know, and trust and trust your trust. Like yeah. trust that you can listen to that voice inside, trust and not not what society says, not what your parents says, not what your partner says, not what your friends say, not what your boss says. Just like you because mm -hmm. how often do we feel just like I can say for myself I've felt just dis disalignment so many times in my life where I've gone along with something or saying something or doing something um, that was so against what I wanted but I did it for sake of belonging out of fear out of judgment whatever and then on the other side I feel like oh my gosh like I totally went against myself yeah and that that hurts yeah so it's been great to kind of get an overview of the restorative tours here in El Salvador. I'm so excited for you to do more work like this. Yes. I know you have an upcoming divorcee group, which is extremely transformational. I'm bringing people here for an immersive experience after an online community you're going to create. And then I know you have a lot more in store for the so future much. of your whole business. <laughs> it's just so amazing. So we'll have you on more episodes for sure. Yeah. And uh, thank you for, you know, just giving us uh, the connection to the chakra system and how we can go from imbalance to balance and really just starting there at the root with our stability security and working our way up to heavenly health creating that own version for ourselves where we feel just completely in line with nature and our own divinity because it is our divine right to be healthy Absolutely. and well so and be and be connected to your body and and don't um yeah, and to like not question, not question who you are and your desires because there's only one you in this world. And you were born, you were born with the passions and with the creativity and with the, um, with the drive that you have for a reason. And like, que lastima, like what a shame it would be if you didn't live and express yourself fully and enjoy life along the way. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to continue to enjoy life during this yes. restorative tour. We're, we're going to make pupusas. Make pupusas right now and do some more surfing lessons in a few days, hike some volcanoes, and we're going to let the fun continue. Here's our surf guide. He's coming up <laughs> trying to check in on us. <laughs> He's saying the waves are going to be really great today. <laughs> um, Dame un, un momento.
Uh, so where can we connect with you, Kimmy? Oh, here's another surf guy. Hey, saying, oh, this is real life. <laughs> We're filming a podcast yeah, right now. But you can say hi. He taught me how to surf the other day, you guys. He saved me from like dying on a rock. So love these guys. <laughs> um, love it. It's like another day in our retreat life. Oh, and here's my husband coming to tell hey us guys. how his lesson went. Oh my god, how was it? So where can we find you on okay. social media? <laughs> okay, so on Instagram, I, I am uh, Kimberly Ariella, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-A-R-I-E-L-L-A. And then um, for retreats and immersive experiences here in El Salvador, my website is turismorestorativo.com, which means restorative tours. And maybe we can put that in the show notes, but it's Turismo Restorativo. And then for this really special container for divorcee women, looking to heal and connect together. Um, this program is going to be from January to March, beginning of April to 2023. Uh, and you can learn about that at learngirlrise.com. So exciting. So exciting. So many things. Oh my gosh. Yes. What a baddie. I can't handle just it. doing me, you know? <laughs> So thank you again. We're just going to go back to these coconuts, you guys. And you can continue to connect with me, Avon Heavenly Health, on Instagram, Avon Heavenly on TikTok and YouTube. And you can always email me if you have any questions or any type of guests you want to request to hear. Contact at AvonHeavenlyHealth.com. And stay tuned for next week's episodes. And yeah, continue um, to listen to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify. And remember, always continue to create your own version of heavenly health. Till next time. Bye. Bye.